Welcome to Let's Be Real Podcast with Leslie and Brittany, two highly educated and experienced sisters in Christ having truthful and straightforward conversations dedicated to your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Be Real with Leslie and Brittany. I just wanted to say uh, happy Valentine's Day to all of you who celebrate that. This is the week of love, and we are celebrating that. And as we celebrate this week of love, we wanted to take a closer look at love and what it actually is. So this week's episode is Radical love. And I'm going to let Leslie get started today because, ooh, we've been having a good conversation today, you guys. Yes. And, and we're going to start this segment off by reading a quote from a devotion called Until Today by Ayana. And we're going to um, link that in the description at the end of this podcast in case you would like to, you know, look up that um, that uh, meditation book because it's a very phenomenal your, it's a yearly devotion that you can utilize. Um, the, the quote for today that we're going to come, we're going to use is, I will know love when I realize love is not what I say. Love is who I am and what I do. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You guys, we have. <laughs> I'm love sorry. It's just so good. It's so good. It's so good because we've talked about this over and over today, right? We've talked about love and that word. And what does that word really mean, the word love? When we look it up, you guys know I love definitions. So when we look up the word love, it says it's an intense feeling, a feeling of deep affection. And another definition is a great interest and pleasure in something. So the world will tell us, well, love is a feeling. And that those are the only definitions we see there of love being a feeling. But I know, as well as some of you may know, that love is an action word. And that's what mm-hmm. Leslie just told us there in that quote. And of course, we're going to put that, that link in the description, like we said before. But love is an action words so we went a little bit deeper Leslie and I because that's what we like to do (laughs) we like to go take it a little step further and we said well what does the what does scripture have to say about the the feeling of love the emotion of love and I and and Leslie was telling me that and I said you know what that's really interesting we have to pull out some scripture on this because Leslie told me she said the feeling the feeling of love, the being in love, that will make you do the action of love. So I just want to start off with 1 Corinthians 13 and 4 through 8. It says, love mm-hmm. is patient and kind. Yeah. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist in its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does mm-hmm. not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. So, wow, I had my dad actually quote this scripture at my wedding and it almost brings me to tears because I wanted to make sure that my husband and I both displayed what the Bible has to say about that action of love to not only feel it because you're going to fall in and out of love. Like, let's be real. 
I fell out of love with my husband, y'all. Once upon a time. (laughs) And I was so scared. I was like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do now? But um, I want Leslie to really dive deeper into that because she really had this other look on, you know, well, love is a feeling. We can be in love as well. So what do you say, Leslie? And I I actually, when I was thinking about the term love and I think about what the Bible said, that love is kind, love is patient, love is all these amazing things. What came to to, to my mind was when God said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Mm. And I think about the love that Christ has for the world and Mm. that he has for the church. He said, and even he gives instructions to the husband and say, love your wife as Christ loves the church. Mm -hmm. And when we think about how in love God is with the church, right? How in love he is with his people. So we can come back and say, wait a minute, this is just not an action thing. This is also, he's operating from God. Actually, I'm not saying God is a God of feeling, but God is letting you know that this thing has to be deeply ingrained in you. And I think when we talked about that today, we said that you remember that time when we were in sin, but we were still like half Christian and half sinner. Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. I remember that time, right? Watching me too, me too, making, you know, a whole lot of things I was doing, right? Just living a whole sinful life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, going to Beyonce concerts, you know, the whole nine yards. Which, right? I know, I know, right? That's been so hot right now, you guys. So we might touch on it today. We might not. <laughs> like, I mean, just like doing the whole nine yards, like just, you know, just engulfed in the worldly activities, right. but still saying I love God. And, mm-hmm. and God had to really, you know, doing that pruning process that I went through a few years ago, God really began to prick my heart and say, did you really love me? Mm. You you said it out of your mouth, but your actions and your heart was far from it. And I said, wow. He said, because when you're in love with me, you're more likely to keep my commandments. That's why he said in the word of God, go back to your first love. And when he was praying, even when you see Paul preaching to the church of the Corinth and he's preaching to the Philippians, he's actually saying, you've lost your first love. And he mm. said, if you fall back in love with Christ, Christ is, that is an emotion you have to feel him you need to to pray that god would actually come into your life in a way that you fall deeply in love like when you hear Brittany and i speaking from a place of passion about christ it's because we this is a newfound relationship of love with god it's not like that thing where your parents force you to go to church and you're forced to love god because that's all you know I mean, we've all been there, right? And Mm -hmm. then later we Mm -hmm. lose God because we're like, okay, God, I need to know you for myself. What does this look like? I don't really trust you like that, even though I've been told that I should trust you. So you find your relationship with God along the way, right? And in that, you learn to fall in love with God. And that Mm -hmm. will produce obedience. That will produce fear. That will produce this relationship that is more divine. So when the quote says today, love is who I am. And love is what I do because everything inside of me is based in the it's based in love because mm. I'm in love. That means God in is love. in me and yes. we're intertwined. So when you say I'm in love with my husband, what does that mean? That I'm that I'm intertwined with my husband. Mm. 
That means I mean, that we are one. That's, I mean, it's a deep thing. That's deep. That's, it is. It is. <laughs> and I just want to think about, think about what happened when you fell in love, right? Because I tell people mm-hmm. I fell in love with Jesus mm-hmm. about two years ago, guys, to be very honest, fell in love, fell madly in love. Like I've always loved God. I've always loved, I grew up in a church. I've always loved God, but I've never been in love with him, like madly in love. What does that look like? Well, what does it look for those of you who have been in love before in the natural, in the physical, what does being in love looks like? It looks like running to the phone, answering every text message, getting super excited. You guys know what I'm talking about. When you are in love, like you waiting on that person to call you, you can't wait to spend time with them on the weekend. You're excited about when they get off work. So when I fell in love with Jesus, oh, I just wanted to pray all the time. I wanted to read the Bible all the time. And I'm still in love at this at this moment. But when I fell in love with Jesus, just like all I wanted to do was spend time with him. That's all I wanted to do. So that's what it looks to like to fall in love with Jesus. And, and this week, you know, what did it look like falling in love with your husband? And how do you get back to that place? Well, spend time together. It's the action. I prayed to God and I said, how do I fall back in love with my husband? Because those are two different things. Loving Mm -hmm, him. mm -hmm. I can do the action. Mm -hmm. I can do the action of loving him. Mm -hmm. I can be Mm -hmm. patient. Mm -hmm. I can be kind. I can cook him food. I can do, I can do all the things of the action of love, but I want to be in love with my husband as well. That way, when you're in love, you're going, you're going to naturally do those things that show the love. And that's something that Leslie pointed out. And oh, we were just we went in deep, you guys, and we're going to continue to share that with you. But yes, that if you want, if you're looking, you know, maybe you lost that love, maybe you lost that love with your spouse, maybe you're in a relationship, you're not married yet. And you're just trying to figure out how do I get that feeling back? Right? How do I get the feeling back? Well, do the actions. And that's how I did it with my husband. We did the actions of falling in love again, spending time together. You know, even though it might feel a little weird at first, think about when you first fell in love, right? It felt a little weird, like you weren't sure what the other person would say, what the other person would do. If you're not falling in love again and again in your marriage, then something may be wrong because we grow. We grow, yeah, you right? You just made that point. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Falling yeah. in love. You know, and that's the same thing I think is with, with God as well. And also in natural relationships, like, you know, even being married, you wake up and you say, um, today I surrender myself to this marriage. Today mm-hmm. I want to fully invest in this marriage. I want to be my complete self. I want to give of myself and give love in a way that, that benefits the other person. I want to be selfless in love, you know, and I want to not only support my spouse in a way that exemplifies the love of Christ, but I want to love him so genuinely that I want to love the pain out of him. Even when things are painful in your marriage, love, they said love would cast away all. Like love is the healer. Love is the thing that casts away fear. Love would solve problems. Because remember, when you're, when your marriage or anything is suffering in your life and you're like, God, what is the, what is the solution to this problem? Love. 
What is the solution mm. to this sickness? Love. Like when you begin to love yourself, you may love yourself back into health. You may love your relationship back into health. But one thing I don't want to derail from is like the love of God is that even when we're even when we're struggling with our love for Christ, that the way we get back in our relationship with Christ is that we we come we become we become honest about where we are, right? Like Christ, I don't God, I don't think I love you as much. Like I didn't even like I did something today and I didn't even seek you about it. I made a major decision and I didn't even talk to you first. You're the love of my life. Mm. I love you more than my children. I love you more than my spouse. I love you more than my job. It's always keeping God in his rightful place. And that will strengthen your love for him. So if you can do that with God, it's going to be easier for you to do that in your marriage because yes. you know place everybody should hold. You will say, okay, this is where I put God and God will always be in this. He will be the head of my life and he will be the love of my life. My husband will come second. My kids will come third and mm. I will love them accordingly. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, sis, I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to you, men. But ladies, I just I I want to I want to talk about this right now because Leslie just said something. She said that as you come under the leadership of God, you will be able to come to the leadership of your husband. And in Ephesians five and thirty three. Paul says, let the wife see that she respects her husband. When you respect him, what does that mean to respect him? You notice him, you regard him, you honor him, you prefer him. It means valuing his opinion, admiring his wisdom and his character and appreciating his commitment to you. Just the word submission for a lot of women, just to be honest, you guys, the word submission, it can make a lot of women very angry, very angry, and even hostile. And why is that the word submission? It, it's, fr it's frowned upon, because we live in this society that says, be a feminist, feminist power, woman power, Beyonce, but you know, <laughs> I digress. I digress. Yes. So yes. we live in this society that says submission is a bad thing. But mm. what does scripture have to say about it? It says wives in Ephesians 5 and 22, wives submit to your own husbands, not everybody else's husbands, y'all submit to your own husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of his church, his body and himself, its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to everything to their husbands. So the thing is, ladies, like, and I'm gonna come to you gentlemen in a second. We got you too. But for ladies, ladies first, it's love week. Ladies first, submit to God and right after God, boom, that's husband. If you're gonna live according to scripture, again, we come from a biblical perspective, but if you want to live this life from a biblical perspective, this is what God has to say about it. We're going to have our God, our creator of this universe. We're going to have our spouse, our husband or wife, 
And then we're going to have our children and everything else after that, yourself and everything else after that. But we, we want to go according to what scripture has to say about it. Mm-hmm. Do we want to go to the husbands already? I think, I mean, we might as well knock them, you know, knock them out, you know, since we're talking about, you know, what the word says related to the woman. Because the woman is like, well, I, I don't know if I want to submit. So what's the next part? So definitely. But the thing is, you know, when the word says, wives submit to your husband clause, mm. husband loves your wife. Sometimes because you're not submitting. Oh, I'm not going to say this. Let me say if you're not submitting, that other part may not happen. So you're mm. wondering why your husband is not loving you. You're not being respectful. Maybe you're not being honoring. Because if you're doing what God said you should do first, wives, submit to your husband. You can pray a breakthrough through your marriage for him to do his part. But that mm. other part will become easier for your husband to do if you honor and love. If you honor him the way you're supposed to honor him. Because the Bible never says wives love your husband. The man, the man doesn't need love. He needs honor. He needs honor. He needs he respect. Needs honor. He needs yes. respect. We have and to understand our love. roles. Yeah. yeah. And you need love. Yeah. That's why the Bible says, love, love the woman as Christ loves the church. Mm. Because he knows that the church is very, um, I wouldn't say the man is unstable, but the church is very, you know, I wouldn't say wishy-washy. They can be hot, cold, and lukewarm. You know, mm-hmm, we know all mm-hmm. these things, different things. Mm-hmm. And so the woman the woman has hormones. So you just never know what side of the bed she may wake up on. <laughs> so that's why it gives us clear, it gives the men clear instructions. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. the woman as I love the church. Because I yes. know it's difficult for me to love the church sometimes. Because yes. the church may do their own thing. They're disobedient. They're stubborn. But I still love them. Because I mm. see purpose in them. So when you are, I love when, I love when, when my husband says things like, I was assigned to this relationship. Mm. That's something you always need to examine. When someone is assigned to something in a role in your life, like Jesus was assigned to me. And so that means he loved me unfailingly. Mm. So when something is assigned to you, that thing is attached to your destiny. Just yes. like your husband may be in this season attached to your destiny, unless you're going through a divorce, then God would, you know, he's going to do some detachment there. But in the, if you're in a marriage right now and you're in a season of being pruned or in a season of, you know, really self-discovery or discovering your relationship all over again, check yourself. Check God, yourself. Am I surrendering to my husband? Am mm-hmm. I surrendering to you? Is my love for you the way it needs to? Am I pouring my love out on you every day? So if if I pour my love out on Jesus every day in prayer, you know what Jesus does? He fills me up with another cup of love. And Mm. that love is what I pour out in my home. So Mm. sometimes when we end up feeling empty and, and we don't have, and our cup is totally depleted of anything and it's bored of any substance, maybe you're not pouring out. Because mm-hmm. when you pour out, you will be filled. Yes. And that feeling is like love is patient. Love is kind. Love doesn't hurt. When your husband is mad, when you're mad at your husband, love doesn't say evil things, even when you want to. Love is love is not vengeful. Mm. Love is all these things. Love is not not gossiping when you want to gossip mm. about your, by people in your life. Love is love. Love yes. is pure. Yes. 
So when you really think about love, love will never hurt. Even though love calls us to hurt others, because we're, we say we do it in the name of love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But examine your love. We're just, we're just giving you an opportunity today to say, God, I need to really examine this thing I call love. Because yes. a lot of you guys received flowers yesterday and you went off on your boyfriend this morning or your husband this morning, <laughs> right? You went off on your kids today. You know, you just, they yes. just made you a little happy Valentine's mom, even gave you a little card from school. They brought you this card home and you went off on them this morning when they didn't have, when they couldn't find their shoes and their socks and, and didn't eat their breakfast fast enough. Mm-hmm. Is that love? Mm. But you just celebrated in the name of love. So you did the action. You have the action down pat. You pretty mm-hmm. much know to go through the routine, but are you consistent with the action? Because and that's so and it's thing. so important. It's so important to be consistent. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to the husbands mm-hmm. <clears throat> because for me, the husband is so important because the husband is the head of the household, mm-hmm. and if your head is not in order, then the whole household is out of order. Uh, the woman is definitely the anchor, but the the man, the husband, and if you're not married yet, uh, the man, go ahead and prepare yourself and understand what the expectation is from you. Like Leslie said just a bit ago, the Bible says to love your wife as Christ loves the church. Aside from God, this means aside from God, your wife should be the most important person in your life, period. She should be the most important person in your life. According to scripture, it should be based on a deep personal love for each other. Ephesians 5 and 28 even says the Bible says that you should love your wife the way you love your own body. And I hope you guys love your own body because we do have some issues with uh, self, self-esteem. I know, um, I've definitely had that with my husband before with some different self-esteem issues. So you might not love your own body the way you should, but what the Bible is saying is to love your wife the way you love your own body. And then to take this from another perspective, husbands, you may appreciate this scripture here. Wives, you may get some learning from this scripture here. I definitely did. Leslie pointed this out to me. First Corinthians seven and three says the husband should fulfill his marriage duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. What does that mean? That means in the middle of the night when your husband wants some and you have a headache, it's time to give it up. It's time to give it up. That's something I had to learn. And I and I talked to my, my sis about it. I said, sis, what am I supposed to do? I just can't handle this like all the time. It's a lot. She said, girl, you better do something. I said, even if I don't feel like it. Yes. Even if you don't feel like it. That's what scripture says. And the same passage in the Bible, it says, do not deprive each other except perhaps a mutual consent and by a time. So you can agree and you need to put a time limit on it. Why? Why do you even need to put a time limit on it? But the Bible is so good. It says so that you may devote yourselves to prayer and then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack 
of self-control. So the thing that is so amazing about the father, he already knows we're going to have a lack of self-control. So it does not depict a personal failure on you. It doesn't say anything about your character. If you're unable to sustain from sex, I'm talking about within a marriage, within a covenant marriage relationship. If you are not able to abstain, the word says you need to come back together. That way you won't be tempted because of your lack of self-control. Not saying that maybe you're going to have a lack of self-control. You will for sure have a lack of self-control. So ladies, it's usually the ladies that we need to talk to on this. Ladies, if you haven't touched your husband in six months, a year, two years, I even hear sometimes, you're not doing your duty according to scripture. And it may feel uncomfortable and you may not love your body right now. And you can come up with a million excuses. But... Take care of that man. Husbands, take care of that wife. Because you know somebody else will. I'm just saying. What do you say, sis? I love that point. I love that point. Like, as a wife, we have duties, right? And we, and one of our duties is to serve. Just like our husbands, they're, you know, God has charged them with a role as well and a duty, you know. And I think we have to, re- I think we need to remember that as women of God is that God has actually given me and charged me with the role in my relationship as well as my husband with the role. So I know it sounds challenging when we say, you know, surrender, you know, um, submit to your husband. And some of you, some of you guys are like, I make more money than my husband. I do this more, but the Bible really didn't talk about that. He really just said submit. And I think when you really think about, the really the basis of what the word of God is saying is really saying humble yourself. And I know sometimes mm. we struggle with humility because I do. We all do at times struggle with that in our relationships. But I wonder one thing I know for sure. I wonder how much inventory are we doing daily to make sure that we're fixing those things. And I think mm. that's what's important as a Christian. That's what that's what the Bible says. Be renewed by the renewing of your mind, right? And I think one thing we're, we're charged with is renewing our mind, correcting our spirit, and changing our changing our attitudes daily. We can't wake up on the same side of the bed with the same attitude every day, say we're walking in the spirit of love and we're practicing the same thing. And, and we want our relationships to look different. Is mm. love present in your relationship? And I know two weeks ago, we talked about forgiveness, right? All of Mm -hmm. those things almost go together. When you fall in love with God, he makes it easier to do all those things, even in your marriage. And I know how hard it is to forgive your spouse because you say they keep doing the same thing over and over. I know. I know. I've been right there. But every day I wake up, he said, forgive. Don't bring up what they did yesterday. Mm -hmm. Forgive. Walk Mm -hmm. in love. I'm charging you to walk in love. Mm -hmm. And that's what you have to remember when we're thinking about this man-made holiday, nobody cares about that man-made holiday. Thank right. God my husband did buy me a watch. <laughs> but I mean, when you really think about it, if my husband only chose to, you know, love me one day out of a year, I wouldn't be a happy woman. Mm-hmm. So it's like, God doesn't want that from you either. 
He doesn't want you to just love him because you think about Easter and you think about him dying on the cross and what he sacrificed. And, oh, when you read the book of, you know, Genesis and you hear Abraham say, God tell Abraham to sacrifice Isaac and Abraham takes Isaac to the mountain and he almost sacrifices him and then he decides not to. And you say, oh my God, that's Jesus, how Jesus did. And that's the only time you think about loving him. He hmm. wants something real with us. I want I daily love. I'm trying to get some daily, daily love. love. And so that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Constantly praying, Lord, today I want to fall back in love with you. Lord, you know, mm-hmm. like let my love run over. Lord, renew mm-hmm. my love in you. And I think that's the thing that keeps you in holiness. That's the thing that keeps you in your marriage. And you're not going to be inboxing your ex if you're saying, Lord, renew my marriage every day. Renew my mm-hmm. love that's the thing that's keep it real, keep, sis. That's the thing that's gonna keep you renewed. Because remember, mm-hmm. we're renewed daily. Mm. We renew daily because the devil is gonna test you daily. Yes. It was something that my sister said today. She said, "Don't be easily distracted by what the devil is trying to do, because mm. you're trying to birth something, and the devil is trying to kill it." Mm. you're trying to birth the relationship with God but the devil is trying to kill it you're trying to birth Mm. a a healthy marriage but the devil is saying no 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 healthy marriages over here God has a plan for your life that's the thing God has a plan for your life and guess who else does the The enemy also has a plan for your life he has a plan for your life don't be fooled don't be fooled thinking the only person out there is God because that's not Mm -hmm. what scripture says Mhm, mhm. Yeah, don't be mm-hmm. fooled. I mean, I really love this. You know, I can go all day. I know we kind of veered off topic a little bit here, mm-hmm, but I really mm-hmm. think you know that quote today about love. You know, like, am I showing up in love? Yeah. Do I? When people see me, do they see love? Yeah. So I think we really need to say, you know what? I want to devote myself today to walking in in love and. Not just acting in love, but have the purest form of love. Whatever yes. the Bible said, love needs to love needs to look like. Let me exemplify that. Let me display that in every area of my life, even if I have some hiccup, even if I make some mistakes. Correct that, God, so I can show people the love of Christ. Because yes. sometimes all your husband needs is to see Christ in you. Yes. All he needs to see is Christ in you. Yes. Yes. And in yeah. the way he can, the way that your husband will see Christ in you, I want to provide this tool before we leave. I really, really want to provide this tool because this tool helped me literally fall back in love with my husband, like fall in love, give him the googly eyes, I, you know, all the feels you guys, for those that the feels, I love the feels for you guys who want to get those, those feels back. The tool that I use was Psalms 51 and 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Mm -hmm. Put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast your presence from me. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. I say that a lot. Father, I want to be willing. I want to be joyous. I want to be joyous when I do the dishes, when I do my daily tasks. I don't want to be a grumbling wife. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have a bad attitude. So, Father, take that attitude away from me. 
Let me be a joyful wife, a wife that my husband will be so happy to come home to. Not a Mm -hmm. nagging wife. Father, don't let me nag. You know, Mm -hmm. you really have to talk to the father in your private time away from your husband. Talk to the father in your private time. And and father, show me how to be the wife that his dream wife, the wife that he doesn't deserve. Let me be that wife. Mm -hmm. Because as you do that, then he will become that husband for you and vice Mm -hmm. versa. And vice versa. That's so true. That is so Mm -hmm. true. And I will, and I, and I know we say we're not going to talk about, you know, negative music, like, you know, Beyonce or other things, <laughs> you know, it's nothing wrong with listening. It's something wrong when you listen to certain things, when you're going through in your love, in your relationship with people, especially in your love life, you need to mm-hmm. be, ca- cause I remember going through things in the past in my relationships and I will always turn on that, like Mary J Blige and all these people that are just kind of like fuel the anger. Like you're like, mm-hmm. you walk out the car like, yeah, I'm not going to cry. You walk out the car with an attitude. I think mm-hmm. I'm saying this to say this. Check the things that you're you're taking in. Check the sources that you're listening to. Check all of those things because you may be cr- crying out that God will restore your love. And then you may li- be, you may be engaged in something that could be destroying your love. Like watching Love and hip hop and all these negative mm, TV shows that can yes. destroying parts of your spirit and preventing you from having that authentic love in your relationship. So I just think we did a lot today um, in talking about this. I know we need to we're wrapping up now, but we're going to yes, leave yes. a lot of things in the description box to really help you. Um, hopefully, you can use some of the tools that we leave there for you as a guide. Um, maybe the meditation book, maybe some other things there, some scriptures, just things that will be very beneficial for you in this season of finding radical love. I think we're just we're in this radical season, and we want to be radical about everything that we do and we really want to allow God to teach us what radicalness look like and everything that we're talking about so before we bring it to you we've already did our we we, we actually we're doing we do our we're, we're actually completed our homework before we bring oh it to we you. do our due diligence you guys yeah, we, we do our we, due diligence yeah and we work it out the Bible said, work out your own soul salvation. I mean, we fight about it. We argue about it. We have some really intense conversations before we bring it. And then we even do some self-discovery. We're like, we do. maybe I'm not loving the way. And so it's really good to do these, talk about these things because we're growing as well. Yes. And so we just appreciate you for tuning in today. We hope that you were blessed by the conversation. Um, and we hope that we said something to help you. Even, you know, I always tell my clients this. Eat the meat and throw away the bone. When you're eating a steak, especially a T-bone, you don't eat the bone. So maybe we said something that will be very helpful and help you to grow in some way. So eat that meat. And you may have to throw away the rest of it, but that's fine. As long as you take, you're able to take something away from what we said and be able to apply it to your life. So take care. And we really enjoyed you. Bye, guys. Have, have a, a good wonderful one. Evening. Bye for now. Thank you. Mm-hmm.